Hello and welcome to another episode of What is a Love? Today we will talk to Shipra from New Delhi in India, and she will share her perspectives on love in the context of arranged marriage. To get into the right mood for this episode, we are listening to a song from India. I'm very happy that Nisha shared her beautiful voice with us today and her song that is talking about leaving one's family home to go to the husband's place and being torn between leaving old lanes and also achieving new dreams in a new world. And her beautiful voice is accompanied by an instrument called Ishraj, which is a traditional string instrument from India. Um, Debajan Majumdar is playing this instrument, and the whole song was edited and mixed by Anand Vadan. So, thank you so much to all three of you. Especially happy to greet Shipra today, as she was one of the greatest inspirations to this podcast. To be honest, I met her at the beginning of this year in New Delhi, and could see how she interacted with her husband. And in the beginning, I was super delighted to see uh, what a cute couple uh, they were. And then I was very shocked when they told me that they were in an arranged marriage. And I think I was not really shocked because they were in an arranged marriage, but rather because my own stereotypes backlashed on me. And this is also why I came up with the idea of creating this podcast in order to distort some of the stereotypes we might have or to fill some of the black holes that are out there in this wide ocean called love. And just as in the other episodes, the story of Shipra should be taken as one perspective. She is not talking for anyone else but herself. Um, but nevertheless can help us all, I think, to get some new perspectives on a topic that is quite often controversially discussed in society, but maybe not so much from this point of view. 
So let's start right away with Shipra's perspective on what is love. All right. Hi and good evening, Shipra. I hope you're doing well there in India. It's getting late, but I'm happy that you're still awake and you want to share your story with us. Yeah, sure. And I think we will start with probably the toughest icebreaker question that is around. <laughs> what is love to you, Shipra? Um, for me, love is, you can say friendship. It may sound like a typical Bollywood movie or something. But yeah, for me, love is friendship. Someone who is loyal mm -hmm. and able to understand me. I cannot love someone whom I'm not a good friend with whom I cannot share something with or whom I'm not comfortable with. So love for you is somebody that can understand you and that is also a friend at the same time? Yeah. All right. And what do you value in a relationship? What is important for you in a relationship? Being truthful or being loyal. Trust, loyalty. Yeah, honesty. These are the things I value the most in the relationship. And is there something that would be a no-go for you in a relationship? What could you not accept? Maybe, maybe you can say a double standard person. Mm -hmm. Like, he's not good with everyone. Like we go to a restaurant and he's not good to a waiter or something. I don't like mm -hmm. these kind of people. He should be a kind-hearted person. A kind-hearted person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your perspective on, on what love and relationship can mean. Now, in this talk, we will be focused on arranged marriage and I have to admit that for many years I confused the terms arranged marriage and forced marriage. Um, I guess some listeners might also not be able to distinguish them properly. So to avoid any misunderstandings, could you please explain again how you see the difference between arranged marriage and forced marriage? Okay. Mine is arranged marriage, but it is obviously not a forced marriage. In India, there are forced marriage. I will not say that there is no a forced marriage in India. There are many cases, but I feel they are mostly in um, rural areas, maybe. That mm -hmm. girls are forced to marry someone. But nowadays, it is better here in India. And it is not anymore a forced marriage maybe in earlier times it was but now in my known persons I don't feel any marriage is a forced marriage here and 95% of my friends who are married have love marriage but the 5% who have arranged marriage they are happy with their marriage it is not a forced marriage and it is not like you will not meet your partner at least uh, before your marriage you will meet them And you can meet mm -hmm. them anytime, how many number of times. There is not an issue here anymore. It is a, uh, I guess, mostly people confuse the terms arranged marriage and forced marriage. 
So you would say forced marriage is a kind of marriage where you do not have a choice and you often also cannot meet your partner before the marriage. Did I get you right? Yeah, forced marriages, uh, your parents tell something about that person and you don't like those things about uh, them even after meeting them. You're not convinced with them. Still, you have to uh, marry them because of your parents' pressure. According mm -hmm. to me, that's a forced marriage. Earlier, it used to be like that. What parents said, it has to be done. But now it is not like that. It, for me, it was like our mothers used to know each other. But uh, when we met, when we clicked, it was then a yes that we will marry, get married. It was not mm -hmm. like our parents forced us to get married. All right. So you and your husband are in an arranged marriage. And you yeah. said few people you know are also in an arranged marriage. And yeah. the rest of the people you know, what kind of marriage do they have? Is it a love marriage? Yeah, it is a love marriage. How do you think has that changed in the past years and decades if you think back to the time when your parents got married or your grandparents got married? I guess it was different back then. Yeah, obviously. When my grandparents got married, I guess they didn't even see each other before marriage. It was on the date, mm -hmm. on the day of marriage that they knew that they are going to marry each other. And obviously that takes a lot of time to make understanding between the couple. And it takes a lot of time to know each other. And, and the family pressure was also there. You have to live with a joint family. I feel there was not a connection at that time between those couples. My grandmother, she was very small in her age when she got married. She was just mm -hmm. 12 or 13 when she got married. So I feel it was a forced marriage for her. And at the time of my parents, um, they saw each other. When they uh, said yes, it was then a final thing to get married. For my parents, it was not a forced marriage. But yeah, I, I know it, they didn't have that cool environment, you can say, or an open environment like uh, I and my husband have. Why do you think has that changed in the past decades? Maybe, maybe because of education. Mm -hmm. It has changed a lot of things here because of education. Earlier, my grandmother was not educated. And my grandfather was a well-educated man. But still, at that time, uh, you cannot find a girl who is educated in those times. And my parents are well-educated. And they both were working in a good uh, government department when they got married. Before marriage, they were all uh, working. So maybe that's the reason that they have a uh, broad thinking and my grandparents didn't have that broad thinking about all of the things our lifestyle maybe and about mm -hmm. how you should live how you should spend your time and maybe those relationships were not that connected I feel my parents are have a more connected relationship mm -hmm. than my grandparents All right, so it has gradually changed, but I guess there was a reason to it why people decided to marry off their children without giving them the chance to meet before. Do you have any idea why they would have decided, for example, in the case of your grandmother, 
to marry her to somebody without giving her the possibility to meet her husband before? Because in India, the girl is a burden on her parents. So maybe that's the reason if they'll allow their girl child to make a choice. Maybe she's not ready. Maybe she'll not willingly do that. So instead of that, they used to um, not allow them to see that person or know anything about that person and just got, got them married. Mm-hmm. And because the girl is not educated and she is not, she don't know anything about all the society things or anything about the life, she may, in any situation, she stick to that person and live her life. Mm-hmm. So also to prevent her kind of from turning her future husband down in case she sees him before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that's why there was a very low divorce rate at that time. Mm-hmm. Because they were not allowed to do that thing. They didn't have that courage to do that thing. And how is it nowadays for you, Shipra? I mean, for me, I have to admit that I also grew up with a lot of prejudice against forced and arranged marriage. I already said that I confused those two terms when I was younger. How is it nowadays for you in India? Do you get prejudiced behavior from friends or acquaintances when you tell them that you are in an arranged marriage? How do people react to that? Yeah, people uh, do react strangely when they know that it's arranged marriage. In my friend circle, you can say 95% are having uh, love marriage. But on a larger scale, still there are like 60% are arranged marriage and 40% are love marriage. Mm-hmm. Still parents don't agree to uh, let them marry of their choice. because Maybe because of religion, because of caste and because of kundalini. It's a birth chart when a child is born to predict his future, maybe in astrology here in India, when parents see a match for someone, they get their uh, birth chart connected. If that match perfectly good, then it's a thumbs up to get married. So that's why still here, uh, many parents don't agree and let them uh, let children marry their choice because their birth chart mm-hmm. don't match. So the birth chart is something a child gets when it's born according to the star constellation? Yeah, that birth chart here in India, it is a kundli. If a kundli does not match with the other person, so you can't marry that person. So parents and also you yourself would check your partner's or potential partner's birth chart. Yeah, or engaged. you can ask an astrologer or a priest mm-hmm. in the temple. He can uh, check that um, if the kundli is matching or not. All right. And in case it doesn't match, you don't marry the person. And in case it matches, it's a good sign for marriage. Yeah. Do you also have such a birth chart? Yeah, everyone has it. And when do you get it? Do you get it once you're born or later in life? Yeah, once you're born, I guess the astrologer or the priest will uh, make it. According to the sun signs, I guess, uh, the Mars and the Jupiter, where they are placed at that time, it is made 
according to the, those things. Maybe you can Google it, then you'll understand it. Yeah, I will definitely look into that. Because I know it is completely a thing here in India. I completely know that. That there is nothing beyond India. Anybody would know what Kundli is all about or what birth chart is all about. And this birth chart, is it important in every kind of caste and every kind of religion yeah. across India? Yeah. First, you have to match your religion, then you have to match your caste, then you have to match your kundalini. If all these three things are done, then you can marry that person. But now things are different. Nowadays, this generation don't believe in all these things. But still, there are parents who don't agree and let the child marry their choice because they believe in mm -hmm. all these things. All right. Thank you so much for explaining this. Uh, Kungli was definitely something new to me. So thank you for um, telling us about the importance of the birth chart when it comes to marriage in India. And um, I just wanted to go back to when you talked about people's reaction when you tell them that you are in an arranged marriage. So you said that sometimes people react strangely. What do you mean by that? Because this generation don't believe in arranged marriage. The thing, mm -hmm. how can you love someone or how can you marry someone you don't know? You also feel the same thing. How can you love someone and how can you marry someone you don't know? I actually felt that way before I met you and Himanshu. And then I was like, wow, it's possible because <laughs> I saw you. And that really, that really gave me the twist. <laughs> before it was not, like I said, you... Uh, it was not allowed to meet in meet your partners, but now it is okay. After um, our marriage was fixed, and before our marriage, there was a three four months time, and we met each other most of the time, and we used to talk on phone. We used to go for dinners. We had a very good time for that three four uh, three to four months. I know it is a less time, but. It was all good for me. You can say arranged marriage is a gamble. You can you maybe you get a good thing or maybe you will feel guilty of doing that. All right. So you have to have some some luck as well in that. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have some luck also. And then I'm glad that you had some luck in this kind of sense. And how was it when you were a teenager? What did you think about love and marriage back then? It was not like I always wanted, I always wanted an arranged marriage. It was not like that. Or maybe I always wanted a love marriage, but not, it was not like that. I was open to, any, even my parents were very normal about that thing. My father, when I was 18 or 19, he said, uh, it's okay. If you like someone, you can bring that person. If he is good, we don't have any problem. But I didn't connect with someone like that or maybe you can say I didn't find that person whom I can believe yes I can marry him mm -hmm. I do have lots of friends but still I feel there is something special you feel about that person I didn't feel that something special about any other person and it is, I'll be saying a lie that I felt something special about Himanshu at the first meeting no it's not like that but yes, gradually, when we started talking and meeting, it was like, no, he's kind of a person that 
I would love to marry. And he also mm-hmm. felt the same thing. And um, how did this finding a husband work out for you and your family? So how did your parents maybe make their choice? And how was the process of, of finding a husband? Okay, for me, it was, you can say my uh, his mother and my mother are friends. Not a good friend, but they uh, are working in the same department. They knew each other very well. But for other people, there are, uh, you can say, nowadays there are matrimonial sites. But earlier it used to be relatives who used to introduce um, pe- uh, parents to other persons. And that's how it worked. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was, uh, maybe you can say a family friend, not like a good, good fam- family friends. But yeah, they used to know each other. But me and Imanshu never met before, like in childhood or maybe in teenager. Mm-hmm. And do you know what kind of criteria your parents applied if they had certain criteria to select? possible people that they thought well this could be a man that is good for my daughter yeah, i told them i told them what i want i didn't want it someone <laughs> to be over mature maybe someone who is very very uh elder to me though himanshu is four to five years elder to me but still mm-hmm. he's not that a mature guy uh, when we f- uh, talked for the first time i knew he's he is not that um egoistic you can say or a mm-hmm. over matured guy who is you can the right word may be a male dominated person that i'm the one who is saying the thing and that should be the last thing to do he was always someone who used to listen to me take suggestion from me and if we want to do something we both discuss what he wants from that thing and what i want from that thing then we decide what we should do about that thing. It, it is never mm-hmm. like he, he will decide what we have to do or I will decide. We both decide what we want from that thing. So you kind of passed the criteria on to your parents. I didn't want it someone who will tell me what to do and what not to do. Yeah, who will be like a father figure maybe. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it someone to tell me this is right, this is wrong or something. I wanted someone to, okay, he can make me understand what is right or what is wrong, but not someone who is always like, no, you have to do this. No, you have to do that. I don't want that kind of person. I want to do things what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. And um, did your parents then present different people to you? Or was he much the first one that they... Luckily, this was the first time. <laughs> he was the first person. And for him also, I was the first person. <laughs> Luckily, but yeah, I know uh, people who have almost seen uh, 15 to 20 persons. And then they got the right one for them. I know that those persons also. So there is also a possibility to turn somebody down. So once you see them, yeah, you're not yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling a connection, then you just try with the next person. Feeling a connection was my thing. But for other people, if I'll talk about, it is not like that. The parents used to, the parents will meet first. And then if they feel that he is right or 
maybe he is earning good he is well settled or his family is nice you can say and then they'll decide and then they let the uh, couple meet if they click and if they are ready then things work out all right i see so the families get together before and then there yeah. are a lot of aspects of play role you just mentioned the family yeah. of the potential husband also the financial background yeah mhm what else plays a role in that you can say the same family status mhm and where they are living so in which part of town or if they live in a rural or an urban setting yeah in a rural or a urban sector mhm i am born and brought up in delhi so i always wanted to marry someone who is living in a uh, maybe in delhi or maybe a place better than delhi i can't i cannot mm-hmm. marry someone who is living in a rural area because i know i can i cannot adjust in that area yeah i can understand what you mean and how was it then to meet himanshu your future husband for the first time were you nervous how was the first encounter going okay that uh, when i met himanshu it was my first time of meeting someone in this arranged marriage scene and when his family came in they were they were very cool about everything but i was very very nervous i was mm-hmm. 25 at that time and uh, it was like he came to our house and it was a good meeting my parents and his parents were sitting he was also sitting uh, my brother was also there and uh, he came I-, i was not sitting in that room i was sitting in another room and he uh, he was telling me that uh, he seems to a good guy and family is also good they are talking like a good sensible educated persons and like at the time of lunch or maybe i came in and i was sitting in the center of the room and it was such a awkward situation for me i was not able to see everyone and my father was sitting in front of me and we were just laughing and seeing we were just smiling and seeing each other what is happening i'm very very close to my parents so it was very awkward for me to sit there and people his family was um, seeing we can say or staring i was feeling so awkward and the time i saw himanshu it was like it was like at the if i will tell you the truth at the first glance it was like you know i don't want to marry that is this person he was looking mm-hmm. so much of attitude and he was looking with a straight face with a very serious uh, smile you can say not even a smile with a very serious face but mm-hmm. uh, after that when we talked and we were sitting and having our lunch it was like you know maybe because of his profession uh, he behaves like that as he is a lawyer so mm-hmm. he he do not have a regular smile on, on his face like i have it i usually keep a smile on my face and he do not keep that 
maybe because of his profession or maybe i don't know what is the reason but at the first glance i didn't like him at all because he was a very very rude and very serious kind of a person i thought he was but it was not like that and you said in the beginning you were in a separate room was yeah. that a deliberate choice to wait for a while or how do i have to imagine that yeah uh, it was like the parents were talking and they were sitting and i had to wait for a while then my parents called me and then i came to my that room it was not like i welcomed them to my house mhm i say and on the other hand himanshu did he meet other potential no wives for both, before for both of us it was the first time we didn't meet other potential people I can imagine that this is quite a very special and probably awkward situation that you're in then. Yeah. How did it take off from there? How did you change your opinion about Himanshu after thinking that he would be so serious and strict? Okay. At first. Like I said it was my first time and everyone was staring at me. Uh when uh, after some time um everyone had their lunch and everyone was sitting in that room it was only me himanshu and his sister so i am not a very outspoken or you can say a person who will talk easily to everyone i am someone who is reserved and talk only to those person who she is comfortable with you can say i don't talk to everyone mm-hmm. so his sister was sitting i was not uh, talking much i was sitting quiet and his sister was asking me questions about my job and my career my salary or maybe my education she was talking like about these things and since uh, the time i went to that room everyone was only talking about these things only obviously what mm-hmm. else they will talk so i it was like the third time i am i was answering the same questions and then came his voice ki please stop taking her interview guys you are making us <laughs> feel awkward and then i was like oh my god at least he's understanding what i am feeling that yeah, was the same. time i thought ki no maybe he's not that rude maybe he's nice <laughs> that's the first thing i thought about him uh, a good thing about him then i was mm-hmm. like okay Um, it was not uh, confirmed or you can say uh, thumbs up at that time only after that we had a call because it was not, i was not able to talk to him because her, his sister was also there and i was not feeling comfortable mm-hmm. to talk anything about him so i told my parents that i cannot answer this this thing if he's a one or not because i didn't even had a single word with him so they arranged a call for us and we started our call after my office around 9 or 10 and we talked till 4 in the morning and that was the time wow. we both knew that yeah we are ready to marry each other mhm so that was basically the second occasion that you talked to him Yeah I feel that statement of Himanshu that please stop taking her interview uh, did work for him and yes that call obviously did wonders for us 
Yeah, nice, nice to hear that he understood how uncomfortable you were in that situation when you were bombarded with question. Was yeah, I was surprised when he when he said this this thing that please stop taking her interview, guys. <laughs> I can imagine. And was he also bombarded with question from your family side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So both of you were kind of candidates in a exactly. It was like some interviews going on, and you are uh, keep on giving the same answers again and again and again. <laughs> wow, but I'm I'm happy that but you had the chance and courage to take another call with him and and talk until uh, yeah, dawn. At basically. that time, I had the same thing. Like I cannot marry someone whom I don't even know. How can I say a yes just Because he was sitting in front of me, I didn't even had a mm -hmm. word with him. I cannot say a yes to like this. Okay, I understand the yeah. family is good, the guy is good, but I didn't even had a word with him personally. I cannot say a yes like this. So I need to have a call with him. Yeah, I understand. And um, how did it take off from there? You said you met several times before you married. Yeah, after that we had a, um, you can say. Uh, uh, in in India, we say that term as roka. That means our uh, our match is fixed, and we are booked for each other. You can say, maybe that's the right mm -hmm. word. And mm -hmm. we had a grand function for that. And after that, we met several times. We used to go for dinners, maybe for shopping, and for our wedding dresses. For um, for our salon visits and everything, we used to go together. We had a very very good time. We had a photo shoot before our marriage, and yeah, it was a good time. We had a very good time for those three or four months. Then we got married in December. It was a very very uh, huge. You can say a grand wedding. A uh, people from my side were around. 200 or 250 and his side were the same it was like a 400 or 500 people at the wedding wow how long did this wedding take place because i've heard that sometimes weddings can take quite long in india um you can say three or four days we had engagement then we have that hina function mehendi function and, mm -hmm. and those small haldi uh and uh, Those small, uh, small rituals for the third day and fourth day it was a wedding, and then uh, after a gap of one day we had a uh, wedding reception at his place. We had five wedding functions. Wow, this was a really a grand wedding. Yes. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, did you move together to his place or yeah. to his parents' place or to your parents' place? Uh, we moved together to his parents' place. And that's also where you're staying right now? Yeah. Most of the time? Yeah. We do stay um, in Delhi when we used to work. But because of pandemic, we are working online. That's why we stay at his place, his parents' place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see. How was it in all these like months of preparation and when you got to know... Himanshu Batu, was there ever a moment when you thought you would not be able to feel enough for him or maybe feel more for somebody else? Did you have doubts at some point? I don't think so. We had that feeling 
we were head over our heels at that time so there were no feelings of doubts i say no now the the following question might be a bit philosophical maybe so in my context that i grew up in i often especially as a child had the impression that love leads to marriage although marriage doesn't always have to end in love often it also ends in hate um but then in your context would you say that marriage leads to love or how do you see the relation between love and marriage give me a minute mhm take your time okay i always wanted a someone i love that relationship has to lead to a marriage i do not want someone i feel so much about him and that relationship is not turning into marriage maybe that's mm-hmm. the fear i didn't felt a, uh, something special for anyone mm-hmm. about my friends or maybe because i knew they were not that much serious they were just flirting or having a good time with other girls i didn't feel, i didn't like that those kind of persons mhm mm-hmm. so you say if you love somebody you want that to lead to marriage Mm-hmm. yeah and i agree many marriages don't uh, end in love i i do agree with that you can say mostly in arranged marriages and maybe in love marriages too people do feel that uh, they love each other and there's a spark and they get married but when they live with each other they don't uh, they don't connect well or maybe they don't have uh, that level of understanding and that leads to many more fights and i have seen many people that they are no more living together and they are divorced now mhm and i mean yeah as you said this can probably happen in all kinds of marriages that at some point you develop into different directions yeah or you're not comfortable around each other anymore mm-hmm. yeah and what if you are what happens if you are um confronted with like love marriages or love stories maybe on tv or in in magazines books but also amongst your friends does that have an impact on how you see love and marriage i'm not someone who supports arranged marriage or and i'm not even someone who is against love marriage or maybe against arranged marriage i'm someone who is very very much interested in love stories maybe and listening to real uh, love stories of people and i do read or do uh, read lot and lots of posts and blogs about love i just love that feeling i just love how people feel about each other make them special feel special about each other i just love that thing yeah thank you for for sharing this that you don't always have to have a stand on something even if you maybe took your decision doesn't mean that you are on one track and disregard the other track yeah it's yeah. nice to hear that perspective um in case you you have children himanshu and you um yeah. 
What about your children? Would you like to have a say in who they are picking as a future husband or future wife? For me, it is I'm completely okay with whom they want to get married, and I don't want. I don't think so. I, he, also, he has an issue in this thing. We are completely okay with this thing. Whom they want to marry, but that person should be someone who will make efforts to take the relationship to another level. Maybe not someone who is mm -hmm. just. Uh, doing time pass or just flirting around. And do you think it's okay to have some kind of private love life before you go into a marriage and go out and explore? Yeah, I don't have a problem in that. Maybe I'm not someone who is mm, that much. You can say maybe a broad-minded person. I feel I always wanted to be with the one person to make that relationship work for the marriage i see um yeah i think in the end i don't know if it is connected to having a broad mind or not I, it often is also a personal decision how much you want to explore or how much you want to focus on one person yeah you can say that's not my person i i don't hate matlab i don't uh, think something negative about that person who likes to have a private love life before marriage that's their uh, life that's their decision i don't think that's wrong even but that's not my choice you can say like you can say i always wanted my memories to be forever if i'll have some some memories with that some other person that i can't share with my future husband i feel i'm not someone who can uh, uh, lie about my memories Uh, since childhood mm -hmm. until the day i have not met himanshu i have even told uh, many many stories about my life and i'm someone who likes to share who likes to tell things about me like i used to do that thing my grand i used to go with my grandparents to that place my parents used to tell me this thing and i used to like to do these things i'm someone who used to tell everything about about my life to himanshu so i always wanted my memories to be forever i think if i had someone in my life so i can't share those feelings or those memories with him i did, i never wanted that kind of thing in my life i always want what are my memories should stay with me forever mm -hmm, because you wouldn't feel comfortable sharing Like other love stories, other relationships with yeah. Himanshu in this case, or with your husband. You can say no. I didn't want it, bad memories about these things. As I told you, I'm very, very much interested in um, listening to love marriage, uh, love stories, or these things. Maybe you can, you can simply call me a typical Bollywood filmy girl. <laughs> I have to admit that I've never seen a Bollywood movie, so a typical Bollywood. Film girl would be the one finding <laughs> the prince charming and being happy with him. Yeah, a typical Bollywood film. Film is you can say a movie is like finding one person, enjoying your life with that person, and having your up and down in your life with that person, and staying with him at the last. I see. 
that that's interesting. Yeah, maybe I should watch a Bollywood movie soon, <laughs> so I know what exactly it is about. Yeah, you should a Shah Rukh Khan movie. Okay, okay, that's a good recommendation. I will take it. Yeah. Um. So my last question would be: Do you do you think that parents can make wiser decisions sometimes than maybe their children can when it comes to love and marriage because they have more experience? or because they know their children for so long? Actually, in my case, they did a good job. <laughs> But it is not <laughs> uh, 100% uh, true that parents always make a good decision for their children. All right. So in the end, it's also luck and also your decision. It comes back to you. Yeah, you can say arranged marriages. is 30 to 40 percent luck and then your understanding and then your efforts in your marriage yeah so i'm happy that you apparently have both luck and and the understanding and your efforts on the right line and that you're happily enjoying your life with himanshu right now i am a person um, who will make maybe 500 percent of my efforts and still that thing uh, that relationship didn't work out then i'll not feel any uh, bad feeling or guilty that i didn't uh, didn't had my uh, efforts to save that relationship i'll give my 100 500% to save or maybe to have a good relationship if that still don't work out then i'll back off and have no guilt or any bad feeling about them i'll be okay with that that i give my 100% and if still it didn't work out that's okay yeah i see but you would at least be in peace with yourself that you have really given everything you had. Yeah. All right, Chipra. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot of new things. I got twists in my perspectives and I'm very grateful for that opportunity to talk to you tonight. It was lovely talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. I was so excited about this about this conversation. Yes, me too. I mean, as I said before, you were really one of the major inspirations for that whole podcast because you gave me such a twist in perspective when I met you in Himanshu. It really means a lot to us. <laughs> There are so cool stories to be told that really can yeah, give you food for thought and make you question your own stereotypes, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. Um have a good night in India. It's getting really late now. <laughs> And once again I thank you for your time. It was pleasure having this conversation with you. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye Bye Bye
Bye.